Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week in E-Town, we're going to revisit one of our favorite shows, and it starts right now. from E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. It's E-Town with this week's guests from Nashville, Tennessee, Raylan Baxter, Achievement Award winner Dara Schoenwald, and from Boulder, Colorado, Gregory Allen Isaacoff. I'm Helen Forster. Join me now in welcoming our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town Hall. Glad you could join us. This was a tough ticket for those of you who got in here for the live show. This was a tough ticket to get. Good for you. And with good reason. We have uh, two musical guests this week who are more than just singer-songwriters. They both do what any really good artist does. They look around and they try to make sense of the world. And then they share their discovery through the lens of their gifts and their talents. And they give us kind of a way in so we can sort of see where they've been and what they've been up to. I know that sounded like a whole bunch of boulder hippie babble just then but i mean it sort of and you'll see what i mean in a little while these guys are good they they take us on a little journey they're good at it well-crafted songs well-crafted records these guys have spent a lot of time doing this they come from different approaches different you know different backgrounds and and you'll see all that too our first guest has quietly developed his own sound a body of work solid career sensible work-life balance between both music and agriculture that stuff is hard to do. He has had a pretty clear vision all along. He's had his eye on this. He's steadily worked hard to make consistently good records and put on good shows, expanded his turf by performing with orchestras around the country, um, all while keeping a band together and running a farm. So we're proud of him. Please welcome back to E-Town our good friend Gregory Allen Isakoff.
Gregory Allen Iskoff, welcome back to E-Town. Congratulations. Thanks. On uh, all your continued success. I really feel like you've had a vision. You've kind of been quietly working in ways that not everybody noticed. It's like, oh, wait. He's been working this plan the whole time, and it's actually just getting better and better, and you've been pretty consistent, and it's awesome. It's patience, I think. Yeah, that's a word for it. Yeah. Patience? Yep. Do gardeners have to be patient? I mean, you got to hustle, but yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's interesting because uh, a lot of people um, can get distracted by any stage along the you know a career in music. It can like you can oh look I got somebody likes this I'm going to go in this direction or oh look I made this song I'll make more songs like that. But it feels like you've really had a clear sense of where you wanted to go, which is cool. I don't know how many solo shows do you think you played before you could keep a band together? Oh, probably a couple years. Yeah. Um, Jeb and I have been playing together for 15 years. Yeah. We remember fondly uh, how Brandy Carlisle was one of your early adopters. She was oh. somebody who just kind of wrapped her arm around you and said, hey, I'm going to take you with me. And a lot of people first heard you through mm-hmm. Brandy's shows and her uh, network. You've now gotten to the point where you can do that and you are doing that. You're taking other acts out on the road with you. I noticed Shook Twins and milk carton kids are opening for you in nashville yeah joe purdy came joe out purdy, in europe yeah. and uh we had lee fola back which i saw him here yeah. yeah yeah that's cool and it did it must um make you feel great that you're yeah. at this place now where you can sort of continue the cycle 
I have a lot of insight on opening. I, I spent most of my life opening, which I think is an amazing thing. It's a really bizarre job. To play a short set for people who didn't pay to see you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's the most bizarre thing because nothing else, no other art form has an opener, you know? Right. You don't go see, like, the Mona Lisa and there's, like, some weird, like, check out my drawings. <laughs> it's weird. And my little brother and I have actually been working on a dark comedy script called The Opener. The Opener, yeah. There's some dark, dark shit that happens. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Dark beep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and I, and I, these are here's two more things that I maybe I made up, but I don't think I did. Um, that you're involved with uh, something having to do with guitar classes at Columbine High School, and also raising money for is it Puerto Rico? Are those things you're doing? Well, yeah, Steve actually went to Columbine, and he was actually the inspiration to do that. And it's bringing music into the high school as a healing, as an engagement tool, or I think it was a music program, right? Yeah. Program. Yeah, the guitar program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about the Puerto Rico, raising money for Puerto Rico? Is that a one-time thing or is it something? Yeah, that was a one-time thing. And yeah. then every, kind of every year we try to choose something that we're, you know, yeah. we're doing some stuff for the California fires. and The Paradise fires, yeah. Man, oh man, I tend to sort of maybe over-exaggerate this accomplishment because you're so dang low-key. But the reality is we've known each other a long time and we've been able to watch, um, you know, it's just you and Nathaniel Rateliff also in the same way, just starting with acoustic guitars and playing clubs and playing places and opening. And Yeah, you know, I never thought I'd get to do this and I never pictured, you know, playing bigger shows than I did 10 years ago. But I think there's such a great music community here and uh, so much music going on, so much art going on. I'm going to start talking quieter. Oh, I think. sorry. <laughs> I'll eat the mic. Here we go. <laughs> Well, listen, uh, it's a great um, model, because so many musicians, the odds are really like kind of like people talk about NBA odds, you know, have a great high school basketball player who plays, and the odds of that person going to play in the NBA are slim. And similarly, in the world of music, there's a lot of people who have aspirations to play music and sustain a music career, and it's super hard to do. So as low-key as you are about the whole dang thing, uh, we notice that Thanks. it's hard and, and you've accomplished a lot. Thanks. Let's get back to music. Welcome back, if you would. The, uh, the most laid-back man in show business, Gregory Allen Isakoff, and his band. Broken hearts were born. Oh. 
Along with his band Steve Varney on banjo and electric guitar, Max Barcelow on the drums, Philip Parker on the cello, the whirly, Jeb Boza on the violin, John Paul Grigsby on the upright and electric bass. The record's called Evening Machines. Gregory Allen Isakoff. They'll be back later on to play some more music. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area, and by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. Gregory Allen Isakoff and his band are going to be back later on in the show. And coming up, a uh, great young singer-songwriter from Nashville, Raylan Baxter, is here. Play some of his new songs. But before we bring Raylan out, we're going to introduce you all to somebody we got to know with the help of one of our listeners. Every week we get to do this. We get to share a story of uh, someone who is in their hometowns uh, looking around and finding ways to make things better. And uh, these are often just small stories that, that uh, add up to big changes, and uh, we're happy to sort of spread this news around. We recognize them with something called the Achievement Award, as you well know. And here comes Helen Forrester to tell you about this week's winner. Thank you, Nick. It is human nature to want to connect with the natural world, and many of us do that wherever we live. Our winners this week, Dara Schoenwald and her husband, Dave Dobler, are music lovers who live in Miami Beach, Florida. Kayaking, taking walks on the beach, and paddleboarding are the ways that they get out in nature. Well, as they did more of that, they realized they were seeing more and more trash wherever they went. Within that, they noticed especially a lot of styrofoam and plastic from local restaurants. So they began by simply taking garbage bags with them to collect the trash they came across, but they soon realized the problem was way bigger than the two of them could handle. That led to an amazing personal effort to both organize beach cleanups throughout their area and to work to address the sources of the pollution directly. Dara's here to tell us more, so please join me in welcoming one of this week's Achievement Award winners, Dara Schoenwald of Miami Beach, Florida. Dara, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Great to be here in E-Town. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, you and Dave both like to get in and on the water in and around where you live in South Florida. 
So that's where you notice the problem with all the trash. What's in your backgrounds, you and your husbands, that encouraged you to make that step when you're just out there having a good time to, to clean up the trash? Sure. So I'm a cultural anthropologist by training, and I went to work in a digital advertising agency where I really focused as an anthropologist on consumer behavior. And so that's sort of what I bring to my work now is thinking about how do we get people to reduce how much single-use plastics they use. Dave is in cybersecurity, so that's not really re related at all. Um, but we did both work um, extensively on the Obama campaign, um, doing a lot of voter registration. And I think our experiences there were really instrumental in helping us realize that a lot of people doing a little bit can have tremendous impacts. Yeah, that's cool. So you've got to see firsthand what happens when you go even door to door and get the community engaged. For sure. So this became a bigger and bigger issue. You're collecting garbage, you're out there paddling around, you're having fun, but then you see the piles of garbage and it doesn't stop. Yeah, there was definitely a couple few turning points, I would say, that catapulted us from just sort of doing a pastime into a much larger initiative and taking it to the next level. And so we live on the water, and Dave would often go for very long paddles in the late afternoon, and I would always be worried about him coming back, you know, um, before dark, especially because the bay can be quite busy with lots of, you know, large boat traffic and speedboats. And uh, I'm watching, you know, just making sure he's going to get home okay, and I see this thing coming <laughs> across the water, and I'm like, what is that? And oh my god, it's Dave, and it's his kayak, and it's like a loaded on with trash. I mean, there's huge pieces of styrofoam, like from a, a boat ramp. There's like a plastic lawn chair, you know, bungeed onto the kayak, <sighs> tremendous amounts of bags. And that's when I realized, okay, we need to get him a bigger boat um, or we need a lot more help. And so that was sort of a turning point to thinking about how do we take this to the next level? Yeah. So what's the next thing you do? How do you do that as, as former community organizers? And, you know, what did you do? We started organizing informally, just sort of groups of friends, you know, hey, let's go out and do a beach cleanup, let's spend a sunset collecting, you know, trash. And as we would do that, people would come up to us and they would say, hey, you know, what are you doing? I, I want to get involved and um, when's the next cleanup? And so lots of people interested, you know, lots of people doing sort of similar things, but there was no real central way to put it together. And we drew some inspiration from jam bass, so we're live music lovers, and when we want to find out one of the next shows coming up either in our town or mm -hmm. elsewhere, we go to a website. And it helps us, you know, connect that. So we built volunteercleanup.org as a website to be a digital bridge to connect all oh, of cool. the people who are interested in finding cleanups with all the ones who are doing something like that. That's so cool. And of course, there's been a lot of reporting lately about plastics in the ocean and the pollution of, of plastic just because it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. It's in sea life. It's in the ecosystem. I mean, it's a real problem. And so do you also sort of think about this, where this stuff is coming from and, and deal with the source? Yes, in a few different ways. So as an anthropologist, you know, I think a lot about how do we change consumer behavior, right? How do we get them to adopt more sustainable lifestyle practices? So we really think about the shoreline cleanup not as the solution, but as an eye-opening experience that is oftentimes shocking when people see right. what we see. So people can see the problem, they can get more involved. And then beyond their own personal behavior, we also encourage people to get involved by not only reducing their own reliance on single-use plastics, but advocating for change at the local businesses that they support, you know, if, mm -hmm. if the businesses are still using styrofoam. There's been a lot of effort around straws and getting restaurants to not give out straws automatically, but only by request or otherwise changing to paper straws. So we get sort of the people we're working with to push on, you yeah. know, really all sides. It's, it's a big job. It's a big old job. Um, and you've taken it on in your neighborhood. So how many people do you have now in your network who are helping to do this cleanup and this sort of education effort? 
So we have just surpassed the 1,000 mark for the number of cleanup events that we facilitated through the platform online. Wow. Um, we have about over 8,000 unique volunteers that are coming out and participating in the cleanups, hmm. and they have collectively amounted to 75,000 volunteer hours, and we're just close to getting to a quarter million pounds of marine debris or plastic pollution removed from our shorelines. That's wild. That's wild. Congratulations. That's amazing. All from just going out on a paddleboard and trying to enjoy yourselves. Um, are you working with any state legislators or anybody to try to change regulations? Uh, Miami Beach is a very progressive town, so we've had a lot of support of our local commission. Um, we were able to ban styrofoam in part because we were able to document how much we were pulling out of the mangroves in our local ecosystems. There's another initiative called Plastic Free MB, which is a voluntary program for restaurants who are phasing out single-use plastic, so they get certified and, you know, mm -hmm. we can kind of throw a lot of support and love their way for doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, listen, for those of us who don't live on the ocean, this is an issue that we all need to pay attention to because it's, you know, the, the water flows downhill from either side of the Rockies to the ocean. So let me just ask you if people want to find out more, is there a website they can go to? Well, you mentioned there is, volunteercleanup.org. Volunteercleanup.org. And our platform is geographically agnostic. So anybody who wants to organize a cleanup can go to our website and do that. And if you're local into South Florida, you can go and find a cleanup. But we're really looking to expand. And so I would be happy to sort of handhold anyone else who wants to do what we've done. We have a model that can be replicated anywhere. That's so cool. Listen, congratulations, Dara Schoenwald and her husband Dave, the winners of this week's Achievement Award. They're the founders of volunteercleanup.org, making a big difference in South Florida, educating people, really cleaning up the beaches. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, Dara. Achievement Award winner, Dara Schoenwald. If you missed it just now, you can uh, find contact information for Dara and Dave and their organization and more information about them, too, on our website, etown.org. And you can also send us an award nomination there, too. We'd love to hear from you. It can be someone you've read about or maybe even someone you know personally. If you go, just go to our homepage, look for the word award in the far right of the top menu. Clicking on that takes you to the page that explains what we look for and how to nominate. And you can always email us too at info at etown.org if you like. Or you can always write to us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Dara. Good stories, people doing good stuff. We've got more music coming up from Gregory Allen Isakoff in a little while. Right now, I'm going to tell you about Raylan Baxter. Grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. His dad is a, a multi-instrumentalist who played pedal steel for Bob Dylan, Steve Earle, and Ryan Adams and others. Anyway, Rayland was more into lacrosse as a kid than songwriting, um, but he got a little older and he started uh, rambling around. He lived in Baltimore, he lived in Colorado, he lived in Israel, lived in Kentucky and all along began really working on his, his songwriting and his performing. He spent some time uh, living in an old rubber band factory in Kentucky out in a cornfield. Part of this complex was getting fixed up to be a recording studio. He spent a few months up there, holed up, writing songs. I think he wrote 50 songs, 10 of which are on his latest CD, which is really a good record. It's called Wide Awake. Please welcome to E-Town for his first visit, Raylan Baxter. Okay. 
going to borrow this man right here. Today I found out he played pedal steel. I don't play the wicked instrument myself. But my dad is a pedal steel player, and I have much respect for the instrument and whoever else decides to dive into that devilish world. Yeah, this song is called Let It All Go, man. And really, it started from some advice my dad gave me like 11 years ago when I was living in Creed, Colorado. He thought I was just doing something I wasn't up to. And maybe he saw my, like a control freak inside me nurturing. So he said, let it all go, Ray. Years later, here we are. <laughs> everyone gather round grab a chair make yourself a drink blow your smoke into the air temporary sadness and fire breathing dragons are everywhere the days go by here in old Belvedere and the way that it goes it's just the way that it is do you ever wonder if anyone is ever gonna make it out? Is it wonder or is it fame? Or is it popularity that ruins everything? Is the river not the rain? Why is everyone pretending that they're not a drop to drink Well here we are Holding on to everything Let it all go man Let it all go man Let it all go man Let it all go build up a fence around the man in me As the Mayan and the misanthrope argue in the street Angelic eyes of sadness, fire-breathing dragons are all I see But the longer I stand and the more I awake The cracks in my hand and the lines on my face Fail to remind me The frail and the blind see the same as me Well is it madness Or is it fear My brother I'm not really sure After all these years Is it wonder Or is it love Or is everyone believing that it's under their control Well here we are 
just waiting to explode Let it all go Let it all go Let it all go Let it all go My brother, I'm not really sure After all these years Is it wonder Or is it love Or is everyone Believing that it's all Under our control Well, here we are Just waiting to explode Just let it all go Let it all go, man. Let it all go, man. Let it all go. Just let it all go, man. Let it all go, man. Just let it all go. Let it all go Hey, Raylan Baxter, welcome to E-Town. Thank you. That song, Let It Go, Man, a mantra for today, advice from your dad. Was it your dad who was playing on the record, playing pedal steel? Yes, on that song, yeah. Yeah. So am I right that you were into lacrosse as a teenager and young adult? Very right. Yeah. And not so much about the music business and, and following in your dad's multi-instrumentalist footsteps. No, I'm, I mean, honestly, I'm still not into the music business <laughs> or even, he did his thing. He was a multi-instrumentalist and a sideman. And he was like, Ray, if I could have had it my way, I would have been front and center, baby. <laughs> so, uh, Really? You know, he said that? Yeah, he, yeah, he's been an incredible uh, resource for what he's learned as a sideman. So uh, he was always giving me constructive criticism. Right. Not to leave my mother out of this, she, she is a sensitive singer yeah. with great vibrato. Oh, cool. Well, listen, um, for us, it worked out. <laughs> um, we get to enjoy the fruits of their labors and yours. Um, listen, one of the things that's cool is your, uh, your record is kind of well-produced and dense and lush in parts, and it's got a wonderful, to my ear, kind of a Brit-pop sensibility, but more kinks than Beatles, but melodic and, you know, really interesting stuff. Then hearing you with acoustic guitar, I imagine that's more like the way 
the songs were written when you were staying in that crazy rubber band factory in Kentucky for a few months. Yeah. And I have a, my own image of what that three months or whatever it was in the rubber band factory, which is just such a cool thing to be able to say. Most artists don't get to say that they spent a few months in an old dilapidated rubber band factory. It's, it it's kind amazing. of romantic, uh, just a combination of words. Yeah. Well, my friend Billy, his grandfather is one of the pioneers of the rubber band. Back in the early, or his great-grandfather, back in the early There's another 1920s. combination of words that you don't hear very often. Yeah, right? A rubber band pioneer. He would take, just... he would take old tractor tires and rip them up, because he was a newspaper delivery guy, and so he was tired of clipping them or having to walk them up to the mailbox, so he took old rubber from the tractor tires and tied it, and then found a way to adhere them, adhese them. Yeah, either. Stick yeah. them together. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's Kentucky, after all. Totally. Yeah. And, and then it just turned into something. Um, and so that factory went, they moved to Arkansas 20 years ago, and his family has sat on it, and then he had been collecting antique recording gear, or vintage recording gear. And it's now a functioning, amazing studio. Wild. Uh, and I lived in a room. Uh, after day one, I had, like, blanketed all the windows and uh, pulled a mattress in there and... Had a Wurlitzer and an old guitar and a bunch of paper and markers and cigarettes and um, red wine. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of other people around most of the time. No, but <laughs> except for beautiful Bruce. Just to add to the mixture, okay. Billy's dad is the famous WWE wrestler, beautiful Bruce. <laughs> and so this is before it became, you know, beautiful Bruce... Uh, was right when Andre the Giant came in was the end of Beautiful Bruce's career. So Beautiful Bruce would come in and be like, hey, Ray, still writing in there? Damn, it's been four days. Uh, I like your work ethic, son. You, you, you got it, man. And then he'd drive off. It, 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 so that was Wow. My, yeah. Plenty of stuff to write about. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> So, uh, I don't want to be too uh, opinionated in life because it doesn't really matter on some levels what I truly think, but I do have eyes. Sometimes they open up and see it and just take a snapshot and then move on and remain hopeful of the human race, you know, that we smooth it out Mm -hmm. and how how one sees the world, you know, because... There's so much crazy headbutting that's gone on for thousands of years. Like when I was living in Israel, the land of the uh, crusade, you know, and my God better than your God. And it's a silly argument, it seems, I think, uh, which makes my day-to-day life pretty easy. I kind of just like wipe it off with the windshield wipers and see the sun. And it's been nice once I kind of clicked into this mode. Mm -hmm. Well, the record is called Wide Awake after all. And yeah. I love the fact that you're corroborating that completely amorphous, optimistic statement I made at the top of the show about how artists are paying attention and bringing this back to us through their songs. And, and I thought that it was, sounded a little too hippie, but wasn't nearly as hippie as what you just said. Far out, man.
Well, I have a feeling that this is not the last time we're going to be hanging out and, and telling tales here. So um, I'm glad you're here. Let's get back to music. Welcome back, if you would, Raylan Baxter. Okay, I'm going to borrow the, uh, the E-Town house band for my final song. And uh, this is a number called Olivia. It's from my first album on Feathers and Fishhooks. Such a pretty thing oh, But lately It's been hard to find For I can taste it When the wind blows in And I can see it Hiding on the mountainside Well I never thought It could be this bad Yeah and I lost all the love I had So Olivia Won't you let me in Yeah I'm in love again But if I If I was a wealthy man don't you know I would spend all my dimes on you? And if I held you, lover, in my giving hand, don't you know I would make it so all your dreams come true? Cause I never thought it could be this bad. Yeah, and I lost all the love I had. So Olivia, won't you let me in? Yeah, I'm in love again. Darling, tell me how could you be so far away from me? Why did you leave me all alone? And what can I do to make you love me too? So I wrote a song for you, but I'm still alone. I'm all Won't you let me in? 
Tennessee. The record's called Wide Awake out on ATO Records, along with E-Tones, Chris Engelman, Ron Jolly, Christian Teal, and Helen Forster singing harmony. Mr. Rayland Baxter. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like KXCR in Florence, Oregon, on WHFC in Bel Air, Maryland, and on KDNK in Carbondale, Colorado. As always, if you'd like to get some more information about any of the things we're up to here at E-Town, you want to find out how you can see some of our videos or listen to podcasts of other shows, lots of stuff, including buying tickets to live shows, is all available online at etown.org. All right. For absolutely no reason, I'm kind of proud of both of our musical guests this week. I have no, um, I didn't help in any way, but they're doing great. And I just, I'm proud of them in some strange way. <laughs> had nothing to do with their success. Um, I'm also proud of our award winners, Dave and uh, Dara, helping to clean up the beaches and the ocean. Really just big problems, but they're looking at it in, in a way that they can make a dent. And as I mentioned, plastic, of course, is a thing we all have to pay attention to. So... Now picture yourselves on a small farm with uh, big rows of vegetables and some chickens and maybe some goats and some big cottonwood trees and little mountains in the distance. And welcome back, if you would, along with his great band, Gregory Allen Isakoff. Thank you. 
on a hill She was outside of her eyes A five dollar wine has a blanket inside Lay up the pages on a traveling bed Rush of blood to crazy mountains Or they all turn red Howl at the half moon She's all smoke, she's all nicotine the Songs in my pocket just crumble apart Won't you shame me something for the dark Maria's got wings, she's got legs for the sheep The captain's coat and a note Dash for the coast while the swing breeze by. Howl at the half moon, radio queen. She's all smoke, she's all nicotine. The songs in my pocket just crumble apart. Won't you shame or something for the dark? That's Gregory Allen Isakoff, along with his band C. Barney, Max Barcelo, Philip Parker, Jeff Bowes, and John Paul Grigsby. The record is called The Evening Machines, out on Suitcase Town and Dual Tone Records. Gregory Allen Isakoff. We've got time for one more song. I want to get everybody out here on stage. You've had a good time. I want to thank all our guests. We, um, you know, we always think about what song we want to play, and we 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 can't figure out in, in advance. We do it just right before the show starts. And um, this is a song that uh, is a new song to some of us. It's a, a Bob Dylan. Uh, it's on a Bob Dylan record, and uh, Ray's Raylan's uh, dad, Bucky, played on this song. We were looking for one of those, and this is uh, this is a cool, unusual song. So. A first for us. Um, meanwhile, I just want to thank once again Raylan Baxter for coming from Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks to our award winner, Dara Schoenwald, along with her husband Dave, cleaning up the beaches, ocean around Miami, Florida. Thanks to Gregory Allen Isakoff and his band. Thanks to the E-Tones, Helen Forster, the cast and crew, all of you guys. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here 
Inita. I'm walking through streets that are dead. I'm walking with you all in my head. Oh, my feet are so tired. And my brain is so wired And the clouds are weeping recorded at E-Town Hall and produced by our donor-supported nonprofit organization. To comment about the show, send us an email at info at etown.org or reach us on Twitter or Facebook. Distribution of E-Town is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you.
silence can be like thunder Sometimes I want to take to the road and plunder This is a production of E-Town. There you have it, Colorado's own Gregory Allen Isakoff, Raylan Baxter, one of our favorite singer-songwriters, a great achievement award doing beach cleanup. More good stuff coming to you from E-Town. I'm Nick Forrester. Thank you for listening.